This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When it comes to things that really matter in life, I think all of us know that better is a perspective. It's very subjective. You know why you think some people's lives are better than yours? Because you see the part that they show you. They might have a better house, but I wonder what goes on inside. And see, you don't know which one's better. Oh, if you live long enough, you will find out that some of the people you spent so much of your time envying were secretly miserable. Better is a perspective. Better is not necessarily something that you can measure from what you can see with your eyes. But we all live in this world like, uh, you got to get the iPhone, what is it, 11 that just came out? Well, I got to get it. I don't even like the text I get now from people on the old one. No, it's better. It's got a camera. It can see through people. It can put x-ray vision. It can... It's better. Oh, I got to get it. It's better. You know? It's interesting because the writer of Hebrews, he goes all the way back to get the people to move forward. He goes all the way back to get the people to move forward. He knows the only way that they're going to move forward in their faith is if they go backwards. Go backwards. Better? I thought I'd be better by now. You are. Look where you started. You remember when you weren't even going to church? Look at you now. You got a pen. You're going to steal it, but at least you stole it from a church. That's better. Touch somebody say, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. If you could see my bloodline, I'm doing better. If you could see the thoughts that I didn't act on, if you could see the temptations that I did resist, I promise you, I'm doing better. See, it's subjective and it's relative. Better compared to what? Every time I preach, I know because I am a number one that the sermon could be better. Of course. I'm speaking on behalf of God. The gap between what he knows and what I say will always be a pretty big one. So I understand that it could always be better, and that torments me sometimes. Truly it does. Cuz a lot of times, you know, I get used to doing things a certain way. R remember, these people that the author is writing to so eloquently are not unfamiliar with religion. They came from a religious system, not out of a meth lab. They're not being tempted to go back to the world. They're being tempted to go back to an old religious system 
and to drift away, or he says, fall away from grace. He makes an argument that you should be further along by now. He says it in chapter 5, that you should be teachers by now, but you're still dealing with the basics. And Then he says that if you fall away from grace, that it's impossible to come back. And When I read that, I got depressed until I realized what he was really saying, is that if you ever really get grace, you can't really fall away. And What he's teaching them, Jerry, is kind of like on tennis. He has to teach them to switch their grip. When I first came to get him to teach me, the first thing he said to me was, because I had developed my, my own unique style of playing tennis. I wasn't good at it or anything, but I had this certain way of getting the ball over the net that worked for me. And As long as the person on the other side of the net was less athletic than me, my way worked just fine. Or Even if they were more athletic than me, I would only pick people to play against who I knew had never played. It was good for my ego and my self-esteem, but bad for my tennis skills. And When I first came out to Robert Stevens, if you want to look him up on Google, get him for a tennis teacher, he's pretty good. But when I first went out there, this made me mad because he said, let me see what I'm working with. Show me your serve. So I did what I do. You know? I had this little thing. I put my pointer finger on the racket like that. It's my grip, okay? It puts the ball over the net. Six miles an hour, maybe, but it gets over the net into the box. It works. And when he saw my grip, he said, Okay, now you need to hold it like this. And he switched my grip. But let me tell you what happened when he switched my grip. When he switched my grip, the ball no longer went over the net. Instead, it went over the fence. When he switched my grip, my percentage shots that went in the box went way down. And I looked at him like, I'm paying you for this crap? You switched my grip, but you didn't fix my serve. But I didn't understand at the time that sometimes, in order to get to better, you have to go backwards. Y'all help me preach if you have spiritual ears. Sometimes, in order to get to better, you have to go through bad. And I'm preaching this for somebody today who has been feeling like things have been going backwards for you. The thing about it is, when God shows you a new grip called grace, for a little while in your life, it's harder for you because you're used to controlling things and manipulate things. And when you get something new, have you ever noticed if you get something new, even if it's better at first, it gets on your nerves because you don't know how to use it? And the temptation for us is, watch this, God will do a new thing in our life, and he'll be teaching us to forgive, and he'll be teaching us to get over offenses, and he'll be teaching us to trust him, and he'll be teaching us to find different ways to connect to joy, and he'll be teaching us to not be so fake, and he'll be teaching us not to live by our feelings. But then we look at what he fixed on our grip, and we see our shot going so far over the fence, and I wonder if I would actually be better off doing it the old way. In the new way, so I go back instead of moving forward into better. He said, You can't go back. You, you have something better. Better. When you get depressed, you stop believing that. When you get uncomfortable, you stop believing that. 
you start trying to grip life like you used to. We got to go backwards to get better. We got to go all the way back to get better. That means I have to be comfortable. In some seasons of my life, I'm looking in the camera because I think this is for somebody watching online. I have to be comfortable in my life to accept that sometimes loss is the way to gain. I have to be comfortable enough in my life to know that sometimes the most painful moments are the most purposeful moments. I have to be comfortable in my life to stop comparing myself so much with people who are not meant to be the standard anyway. Jesus is better. I know some of you are intimidated because you don't know if you're as good of a Christian as some of the other people in the room. But let me tell you something about being a better Christian. You know, uh, well, they're a better Christian than me. Look, they've memorized all this scripture. They're not better at Christians. They're better at memory. They just got a better memory. That doesn't make them a better Christian. The religious people that crucified Jesus had a good memory. They could quote all 600 plus laws. They're not better than you. I wish you would tell the person next to you, you're not better than me. Not when it comes to my purpose. See, better is relative to purpose. Can I preach this? So, so I walked into Guitar Center and I asked Jamie behind the counter, which one is better? I was buying software for Elijah to make beats. Which one is better? He said, that depends what you want to use it for. That depends how you intend to utilize the software. Better is relative to purpose. Some of you think that everybody else is better, smarter, taller. Maybe God needed somebody short enough to fit through that door. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe God needed somebody ignorant enough to display his wisdom. Maybe God needed somebody humble enough to know that it is not I, but Christ in me. And besides, if Jesus Christ walks in this room, none of us are going to have any fashion show to put on. None of us are going to roll out our righteous deeds. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And grace is a way of life because you need him like I need him. And his blood that was enough for you was enough for me. If it cleansed Billy Graham, it can hit me too. Because he's better. Because he's better. And the fact that he's better doesn't mean that sometimes life won't get worse. So we need a new definition of better. What if better is not always higher? What if better sometimes is deeper? What if better is not always a feeling? What if it's more like a foundation? What if better is not always what God is doing for you, but sometimes it's what he's doing through you? They couldn't recognize Jesus when he came in the form of a baby because they were waiting for something better. They couldn't recognize Jesus when he was led away silently and didn't say a word before his accusers, because if he's really the Son of God, he should say something and come down. They expected better. And Is it possible 
that better is right in front of us, and we don't even recognize it, so we don't receive it. You know what? Some of us are so used to bad that we reject better when it comes. Sometimes backwards feels better, feels familiar. Sometimes we'll go back to bad relationships because they feel better. Oh, I'm preaching now. It got quiet. When, when backwards, I called the sermon when better feels backwards, but what about when backwards feels better? But I think I'll just go back to this. I think I'll just go back to that. I think I'll just quit trying at this. I think I'll use my old grip. I'm tired of waiting on. That's what happened to Abraham, by the way. God told him he was going to do it a certain way, but he thought he knew better. So instead of waiting, he went in and slept with the servant of his wife, Sarai. Her name became Sarah. But Abraham went in and made a baby with her because God had a promise and a timetable for the promise. But Abraham, I know you never did this before, but he thought he knew better than God. And the Bible even uses this illustration of Abraham in Hebrews 6. He reaches backward to show them how much better it is to wait for the promise of God. He reaches all the way back to Abraham. That was like the progenitor or the father of the faith of the whole nation. This is what they came from. And now as they're tempted to go back away from what they're walking into, as their lives get worse, as their situation seems to decrease and diminish, he reaches back to Abraham and he talks about how he patiently waited for the promise of God, but that's not the whole story. See, before Abraham patiently waited for Isaac, the child of promise, to be born through Sarah, he got the word from God, and then he went and did something that he thought was better because he got tired of waiting. He had the right word, but the wrong womb. And so he went in. Now, I know why he did this. Because Abraham was from a place called Ur of the Chaldeans, and so are we. Not geographically, and it's spelled differently. He was from Ur, U-R, but ours is spelled E-R. Because anything that God does in our life, all we have to do is go on our phones and find somebody who is Ur than us. Bet Ur. Rich-er, strong-er, happy-er, thin-er, ripped-er, cute-er. This is the one that will break your heart. You think your kids are smart, and then you get around some other kids, and you realize that your kids, by product of comparison, were better than their three-year-old brother, but around the same age kids. It's always this temptation. You don't have to do anything but flip on a commercial, and they will be pulling you back to the land of Ur. It's better. It's better. And there are things in your life right now that you're like, it'd be so much better if. Would it really? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. If I was famous, that would be amazing. I would be significant. If people knew my name, oh, really? That would be better? You never saw a celebrity commit suicide? Are you sure it would be better? Is that what better really is? 
Well, if I had this amount of money, I wouldn't have any problems. Are you sure about that? You never met a miserable rich person? I can introduce you to a few. It's, it's, not, it's not like this is new. It's not like it's only for the church here in Rome that is being persecuted for their faith. We are all drawn back to the land of Ur, of, of looking around and never feeling really enough and comparing ourselves to things that were never meant to be our standard. The only standard worthy of your comparison is the full potential of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I want to declare over some of our lives today, we don't even realize how good it already is. We are forgiven, set free, redeemed, breathing, clapping, walking, talking, examples of the miracle-working power of God. I release this over your life. It's already better. You can already rejoice. You can give thanks right now for his goodness. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.